Today's sponsor is Loot Crate. For less than $20 a month, Loot Crate gives the geek and you a special treat every month. Loot Crate's a subscription box service with $40 worth of geek, gamer, and pop culture gear, collectibles, apparel, comics, etc. delivered to your mailbox every month. This month's theme is time, and quite appropriately, we're celebrating the 30th anniversary of Back to the Future. In the month and year, Marty McFly travels in Back to the Future Part 2. The timeless appeal of Bill and Ted's excellent adventure and the timey-wimey charm of Doctor Who. You have until the 19th at 9pm Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate, and when the cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. So go to Loot Crate.com slash KF Games and enter code KF Games to save $3 on your new subscription today. What's up, guys? Welcome to the first ever episode 38 of the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the coolest dudes in video games, Colin Moriarty and Greg Miller. Good day. Good to be here with you today. And then once again, we got my boy. Alfredo hey. Diaz. Hi. AKA Alfredo Plays. AKA. Oh, man. See, here's the thing. I wanted to give him another AKA. And then King of Twitch. I went call, I it immediately him. went racist in my head. And I was like, shit, I need to stop. I was going to call him the nasty Puerto Rican. I don't know why. You did. You just called him that anyway. Yeah, uh, it just happened. But you guys are best friends. You're yeah, allowed so to say we're, that. Uh, we're, we're allowed to do whatever. He gets we a pass. Want. So we, we have you here for a lot of different reasons, specifically that there's sex some appeal. games that yeah, I want you to tell us about. Muscles. And uh, we've been getting a lot of comments <gasps> saying that our sex appeal wasn't high enough. Mm. I'm sorry, Colin. You've been gone. Yeah, well, now Sean's been, been gone. Yeah. You guys have been conning. Now there's too much sex appeal. Yeah. So we're, we're, trying, to, we're trying to balance it out and stuff. So that, that's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. This episode, as always at this point, brought to you by Volume. From the creator of Thomas, Thomas Was Alone, Mike Bithel. Good dude. You should go check out his game. It's on the PS4. You might have seen it recently in a in a teaser trailer for a new show we're doing called PS I Love You. That's right. This, this is cross. We did. We use it right there because we yeah. love Mike so much. And uh, Greg was playing that on his PS4. One That's day it'll be on my PS Vita. It's also on your PC. Mm-hmm. Waiting. Andy Patiently Circus. waiting. Andy Circus is in it along yep. with some other guy that I don't know. The other dude that I don't. I don't Nobody have understands any, who that other guy is. But yeah. Mike Bithel put his name in there like we're supposed to know it. And we're yeah. like, oh shoot. But it's there. It's Joe live. Schultz go, is in this one. I love Joe Schultz, dude. So that's love going that on, guy. and so moving on from that, PS, I love you. Right, new show we announced. This so is really exciting. It's fun. It's exciting because you announced this is the first ever, last ever episode thirty-eight. It's also the last ever games cast because we'll I, never no, have to okay. do it again. Oh, so that's yes, I love you has come to take that, over. That's something all. that we need to need to address. There's so many people that are like, oh. So now they're just talking about PlayStation. They're not going to do Gamescast. No, we're going to do Gamescast. Gamescast, Gamescast is not going anywhere. Everybody definitely, not definitely not stopping. Um, PS I Love You is going to be very different than this show. Yeah, people are really Guaranteed. worried. People are really worried about like crossover and, and all that stuff. And it's like, yeah, we're, sometimes we're going to talk about similar things. But PS I Love You is going to be a deep dive into the minds. Of the coolest dudes in video games. And oh, it's just them, so don't worry, guys. I won't be a part of it. I won't muck any of that shit up. <laughs> I, I'm a little confused. You'll be in once in a while. The, Every once in a while. The response of some people has been a little confounding to me, and I thought of a great analogy about some people's responses and how it confuses me. Because a lot of people are like, they're putting out too much content, and there's going to be too much crossover, and, and how do I listen to all of it and stuff like that? And I'm like, well, A, there's going to be crossover. There's definitely going to be crossover. There's crossover between Colin and Greg live there's going to be crossover to that, and PSI Love You, and there's going to be crossover with Gamescast. It's not going to be like, crazy, but there's going to be crossover. And I was thinking, like, isn't it good that you have more choice? Like, no one goes to, around and is like, NBC makes too many shows, and I can't watch them all. It's like, just pick the NBC shows you want to watch. Yeah. And then, an even better example would be like MSNBC or Fox News, where five or six different shows talk about the same news items. So you don't have, you could watch it all. Some people yeah. do. You could watch one or two shows, you know, so... Fear not, because there's, there certainly will be some crossover with some bigger games, like mm-hmm. Uncharted or Fallout or something like that. But, you know, much like when we did Podcast Beyond, 
And like Tim alluded to, it's going to be a, a far deeper, I think, deeper show. Like Greg said yesterday on Colin and Greg Live, this, this show is more about bigger ideas. Um, and we, <laughs> there's nothing big. There's no big ideas in PSI Love You. Okay, we haven't so even done it yet. Kill boss right. and <laughs> <laughs> but what's interesting about this is there's so many people that are like, oh, man, like I've, I've seen this comment over and over. They're like, oh, they left IGN to not be pigeonholed into this thing and to do whatever they want. It's like, guys, you're missing the point. Like, this is what we want to do, yeah. you know? And the reason that we didn't do PS I Love You or an equivalent, a PlayStation podcast from the get-go is the fact that we did want to have it so that we weren't just a PlayStation thing. We yeah. are all this stuff. Yeah. But you guys are the PlayStation guys. Right. It's and I think who we've we done are. 38 episodes of Gamescast. So now this is the thing. It's a different thing. And we talk about all games. So you guys are going to go back to PS I Love You, have that be the deep dive thing that people want, understand that you're going to talk about PlayStation for an hour, Colin's going to talk about games that no one's ever even fucking heard of, and yeah. then you're going to hear of them, mm. and then yeah. you're going to love them, and then it's going to be great, and everyone's going to be playing on their Vitas, and it's going to be a beautiful goddamn thing. Exactly. What's that mean for this show? Not much. Things are just going to keep going, for better or worse. Having said that, I want to make this show better. So, like, pl- there's uh, Lindsay, I love you. Can you please make a thread, one of those pretty threads that you make on the Kind of Funny forums uh, about how to improve Gamescast? Like, what people want from it. The the key things that I want you guys to know is that this show cannot be topical because of the way that it's released with the Patreon and the breakouts and all that stuff. That stuff needs to stay the same. But what about the content would you like to see changed? The one thing that I want to start doing is having more guests, like Alfredo, Hi. come on to kind of, like, give a little bit different perspective that we don't see on Colin Greg Live or PS I Love You, so that there is a little bit more, um, there's less crossover. Something fresh, stuff. not the new, same new idea opinions, you've heard over and over stuff. again. And all of that. Um, but overall, like, I like the format of the show and I like the things we talk about. And it's more about gaming lifestyle and just gaming, like, being a gamer, less gaming news. And that's, yeah. that's another thing. Is I think people forever have always seen Gamescast as Beyond 2. Mm. And it's like, I hope that now that PS I Love You is a thing, they're going to start to realize, oh, no, it's a Game Over Greggy show for video games. Like, that's, that's what this is. Yeah. You know, it's not about the news. It's not about our reactions and stuff. Anyways, please let us know what we, what we what you want us to do because we want to make this better. We want to make all this stuff better. And, and check out PS I Love You every Tuesday. And for the record, thank you. I, the response was overwhelmingly positive to PS I Love You. What we're talking about in terms of like people being upset about something or whatever, they were the minuscule comments. Those, oh, sure. were, those were the minimum ones. And 99% were like, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. best news to wake up to. I'm going to blow my mom's face off. And I was like, whoa! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa! No reason to do that! <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that I think to, to Greg's point, and that's what I was going to say was that the response. I expected a positive response. People have been asking us to do a PlayStation podcast since we left, and people miss the show that we used to do, and we're going to do that show. So, uh, you know, th- that was very heartening. It was, as I said at dinner yesterday, even more overwhelmingly positive than I thought it was going to be. It was, it was, it, it picked up. It was, it was in lots of different places. I mean, mm-hmm. the huge Reddit threads about it, overwhelmingly positive response on on Gaff. Um, you know. People want us to do that show, and uh, I'm I'm happy to do it. My only point was that more like I'm always confused and confounded by like I want to give you more choice, and that gives you more options. And then you like I'm honored that people feel like they need to watch everything we do, but you don't. Just like pick and sh- if you want to, that's great. But like just pick right. and choose the things that you that you want. If you feel like there's overlap between Colin and Greg and this and that and the other thing, then just kind of whittle it down. I think more choice is better. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I want to speak to is people were asking if we're going to do Xbox and Nintendo stuff. And frankly, that's my that's my own personal intention in the future should this yeah. company grow in scale is I'd love to have people that can speak to those things, but we can't. I, I mean, that's, that's the thing is like, right I've now. seen so many comments that are like, oh, so like, why don't you guys give Alfredo an Xbox podcast? Tim, why don't you do a Nintendo podcast? I don't think we have the people. Like, it's not just one person can't do a podcast. 
You know what I mean? Alfredo like, would do the Destiny podcast. And he'd kill it. He'd, he'd fucking Him and Jackie it. Butler. One day I'll break away from that game, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a really good segue. That is the topic. Because oh, Gregways? Yeah, that was good. You're good at them. I know. Yeah, they call it that for a reason. We're talking about Destiny the Taken King. Ugh. I want to know, I want, you know, you, you came about a year ago. You talked about mm-hmm. your, your Destiny and why people mm-hmm. need to get back into playing it. Mm-hmm. I feel like now there's the resurgence of Destiny. Now I don't look like a crazy person putting so many hours into that well, fucking game. Let's <laughs> but uh, no, this is the this is this is what Destiny should have been. So uh, here's what I need you to do: is you know that I I enjoyed Destiny when it first came out, but then I fell behind and never could get back on the horse. Mm-hmm. Everyone mm-hmm. tells me in the chat on Twitch, everyone e- emails into this show saying this is the one I need to try to get back into. This gets every it bumps you up to whatever level you need. To, what does happen? I don't understand. I understand the story <laughs> part of it. We killed this dude's son. He's coming back or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I don't understand yes. what I'm doing in terms of gameplay that is making it better than what it was. Well, it's just, it's not as repetitive. Like, Destiny Vanilla was just overly repetitive, and then on top of that, the there was the progression was way too slow. Uh, you had to do a million things. You didn't really get rewarded for anything that you did, and like I said, the biggest thing, overly freaking repetitive. And there's no story. There was just no story at all. Just, there's nothing. Um, now... There's this huge grand story, like epic cutscenes. You can actually there's like little things that they've been changing throughout the year, but um, the the UI is better. Like the way you the way the game functions is better in terms of managing multiple characters and inventory. And then on top of that, it's just you put in the time, you get rewarded. Like I, I've been putting, I don't know. <sighs> 80 hours I don't even want to say that but like I put in an insane amount of hours into this game How since, long has it been out? since the Taken King has, has been released and it's 80 hours a, in about a week okay something like that probably even more. I think it's been less than a week right since Taken King came out? Tuesday. It came out on Tuesday last week, I think. Yeah, then the raid came out last Friday. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I thought, yeah. So the raid came out after the game came out. Yeah, so yeah, that was the thing. So they're like, the Taken King is released September 15th. The raid's three days later. I didn't sleep for those three days. I had to do the raid race. We'll get into that in a second. But like, no, I mean, you, you get the game, right? You can get like the Legendary Edition, which gets <laughs> you the, the previous two expansions. Eh, they're all right. Um, and then the game as well, plus like the Taken King expansions, and you get to instantly boost your character up to level twenty five. The cap right now is forty, so a lot of people are just like, "Oh my god, I feel like I'm so far behind." Actually, it's, no, you get boosted up really, really quickly. Um, there's lots of variety in terms of gameplay now. There's different mechanics that they've introduced into the game, so things don't seem as repetitive anymore. Um, and then if you're coming into the game like later, that just means you have so much more to do. Not to mention, like, with the expansion itself, if you're, like, an existing Destiny character uh, player, there's just so many fucking things to do. Like, you can, you can go on for a while. So have you been playing Destiny vanilla consistently? I, I've been playing since, like, yeah, since, like, Alpha, Beta, stuff like that. Well, so I know you've been playing for a long time, but, yeah. like, have you consistently been playing it, like, every day? What, Destiny? Yeah. Well, I took, like, a two-month break. Uh, and play like H1Z1. That was fun. But no, yeah, for the most part, I've been playing way too much Destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, I don't know, it's just overall, like, it's the game that it should have been. Before, the only thing that kept me around was the, at its core, Destiny Vanilla had really good gameplay, but everything else was terrible. But now it's just, they have things like skippable cutscenes. I know that sounds like crazy, but as like a Destiny player and having to go through and play like, the daily or something like that, which you have to play like the same story, the same mission, and watch a cutscene over again. Like just little tweaks like that that they've made throughout the year that's made the game much better. And then the expansion comes out. There's an actual story. There's a lot of things to do. There's variety. You get rewarded for all the hard work you do. It's just it's really good. 
think they're finally nailing it. I mean, this sounds like every time I talk to someone that plays Destiny a lot, it really sounds like they're it's a chore and it's something they're forcing themselves to do and they don't like it. And now they're like, all right, now it's going. Everyone's it. liberated now. now. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. like, yeah, yeah it's so, so much fun. To talking to you, talking to Sean Finnegan, talking to all these people that. It, it's funny because you're different. Like you, you play these games specifically first person games. You get mm-hmm. addicted to them and you don't stop. Like you play more than like anyone I know. Then there's guys like Sean that like they they play games, but like they're not addicted to this shit. You know, like he's addicted to Counter Strike. But yeah. besides that, like he doesn't pick these games up and stick with them. And when he started playing Destiny or like Fran, when he started playing Destiny, it's like all right, let's see how long this lasts. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like oh shit, they're still playing. Like, no, that's the thing we've seen over time and time again with it, like Brennan and like uh, Craig and all these oh, people, yeah. like that, like 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 games, but don't fall down the rabbit hole like Colin and I do on certain things. And these people have all gotten sucked into Destiny. Well, I mean, you have an FPS like game, right? And then on top of that, you add like an MMO type uh, architecture to it, and then it's like I'm an FPS player. You add a loot system to that, I'm just like Jesus Christ, I don't even know what to do with myself. But the thing about like Destiny over Destiny Year One was just it was way too hard to be rewarded for all the work you did. And so that's why a lot of people Because it was like randomized off. drops. Like yeah. to explain to somebody who hasn't been paying attention, I remember it was randomized drops, right? Mm-hmm. So you could play, you were playing so much, doing so many yeah. things, doing raids over and over, and you weren't getting a legendary or an exotic or whatever. Yeah. But then Panda Musk would jump in and do it. And people were always chasing that stupid hammer, Galahorn or whatever, right? Like they were <laughs> yeah. looking for that thing forever. And no, well, yeah. I mean, like way early into Destiny, you'd, you'd play hours and hours just to get a legendary a drop. And then like you, like an Ingram, then you'd decrypt it and be for another another class and you'd be like well why did i just after 500 engrams i finally get one it's not even for the class that i have right and so like that's how like difficult the system was and then just over time they've made it easier and easier but now with like the taken king they've changed the level system and they just made it to a point where it's like you get progression like you go in like you say like if your gear is a certain level Right, and you're doing stuff, and you get like an ingram for arms or something like that. More than likely, that gear will be higher than what you have, mm. and so it's just it's a reward system. Like you put in more time, you get more effort, and like you just progress. So then, my question is coming in. Like I'm already past 25. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, I think I left off at 26 or 27 somewhere yeah. in there or whatever. If I jump in, first off, am I going to be just outclassed and have no idea what's going on by the other players? Like, well, like is the community going to be accepting of me coming back in? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. The the thing is too, like I Jackie and I, um, Jackie can be my girlfriend. We I just got her into Destiny like three weeks ago, and uh, we both started a new character. Um, well, she started a new character. Then we both did the whole like start at level twenty five. Yeah, yeah. Um, thing that they're doing, so instantly level up a character twenty five, and we from there leveled up a, a character, and it only took us took us like eight hours. Okay. Yeah, which is something like in Destiny was not a thing not before, a right? Like people, the best part of Destiny, like year one or like when it first came out, was the raid, Baltic Glass specifically. But no one can get to level twenty six because it took forever. It was so much of a grind. Then yep. from there, it was just how good your luck is in terms of like the gear and stuff you get. So wait, you couldn't access the raid <laughs> until you were level twenty six. Mm-hmm. But and it was now... a huge bitch to get to level. 26. Yeah. yeah, you had to get the light. And all yeah, you level so, up the raid. So okay, this. Explain what the raid is. Is the raid like the fun part of the game? The raid is Back the then best. It was. Or is yeah, it still? it's still the okay. best part of Destiny. You take six people, right? Friends until you know you go through the raid, then it tears you apart, <laughs> your friendship apart. But you have six people, and you go there and you play as a group, and each part is is a puzzle, and you find out like how to get past that puzzle, how to progress, and there's different mechanics throughout the whole entire raid, and braids especially the one that just came out it took me 13 hours to beat and so but you get better and better because was that in one, get city? Better and get, one city yeah one sitting i 
It was a race. So every time Destiny releases a new raid, it's a it's a big thing like where it's a it's a race to finish first. Were it's, you first? No. Have you ever been first? Uh, we've been top ten. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Consistently top ten, which is nice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but uh, it, no, it's just yeah. Uh, the raid is is six people go in. You you fight them. You learn the mechanics. You, you go through the puzzles. There's like jumping puzzles and different things like that. Then there's bosses. You figure out how to beat those bosses. You work as a team to beat those bosses, and then you progress. You get you know there's loot drops throughout the whole thing. There's different little like puzzles and secrets and stuff like that. It's 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 really fun. So then after you play the, the raid the first time, and after you do that crazy grant the the race, and then you you spend thirteen hours playing and stuff. Do you just keep repeating that raid over and over? So weekly, I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you can do it once a week per character and resets every Tuesday. But the thing is, like, yeah, you do it over and over, but it's fun because you get better gear. You go back, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You you have better gear. You can take down enemies faster. So and then what, you want what's that, that thirteen hours turn into? Uh, we did thirteen hours for the first run. Second run was four. Okay. Right, and teams are beating it now in like fifty minutes. So and those are like people who are actually like really speed running through the whole thing. But you go through every time because like you want that that raid gear, right? You want that raid piece of loot or whatever, and to keep it going. It's the loot treadmill. Yeah, like, you know, what you're describing now is that traditional MMO yeah. setup. Yeah, and I mean, exactly. I remember fucking DC Universe Online reset day mm. where we all be there. Yeah, oh, yeah, there just back in. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Using reset tokens. Yeah, finally microtransaction that. Yeah, but they changed the level system. So the thing too is just like you have you have a specific piece of gear and it has a certain amount of light to it and then the more light you have for that gear is it, that levels you up but the, the interesting thing is like i can go into the raid and i can get a specific let's say I get an arm piece right and it's 303 light well the raid gear it varies right that arm gear can be literally from 300 light to 310 light so i can go in and maybe get like a better arm piece right with higher light Mm-mm. or i can get like the arm pieces have uh different perks on them so maybe i have one that has a better perk that i like you know what i mean so there is there is a certain like uh, variety in terms of gear as opposed to before like they had the gear the same perks and it just it doesn't matter what level they are just level up the gear and you get that level from that gear but now it's like the specific piece of gear has a certain um frame of terms of like how much you can level up right and so there's just more variety more it's more of a rewarding system and then on top of that like they've made they've made um certain things in the game less gr- repetitive mm-hmm. in a sense That's and good. then going back to leveling up your character yeah it took us eight hours to get to, to level 40 mm-hmm. then from there we we were playing the different um we played a uh, court of orcs it was like this big public event thing uh we did strikes and uh, we were just getting rewarded all the time, and we just kept leveling. See, up, that's the thing is that, like, that eventually t- tapered off for me, right? Is that I'm playing Taylor Swift's there. I want this new thing, but I know how hard it is to get it from you know the dude. Why, what's this? I, why can't I? Re- I can't never say his name. Cryptarch? Yeah, the guy, no, not Cryptarch. The guy who walks around selling stuff. Zer. Zer. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going up to him like, all right, I need this, and then I'd go out and try to get what I need. And I'm trying to do bounties, and I'm trying to do this, and it was totally just pushing that boulder up the hill, mm. just to find. All right, finally, I got the last thing I needed for that bounty, and then you trade it, and you get like. Nothing for it. Yeah. And it's like, well, God, I don't have enough time to dedicate to this game to come back night after night after night after night to make it where I'm getting what I want out of it. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, it's the type of thing where, uh, like, the currency for that, they made it easy. Like, you gain, he, the currency that which you, in mm-hmm. which you buy the material uh, items from him is called Strange Coins. It yeah. Made that easier to get just by playing the game. Okay. Um, Interesting. Here, my question then, because uh, you're making me want to go back and play it. You're mm-hmm. the only one who sat down and explained this and mm-hmm. made me actually want to go back and try it again. So, congratulations. <laughs> 
how overwhelming will it all be when I jump back in? Do I still start on uh, what the what's the thing we always started on? Not the Citadel. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, uh, the tower. Yeah, the tower. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Do well, I, I mean, start there, and then is it just hey, there's a fucking thirty thousand things to do, and <laughs> you have a this lot is of the good <laughs> stuff. This is the take, Taken King good stuff, and this is the old stuff that kind of sucked. Well, I mean, it's it's really easy to separate the all the expansions, right? They'll have a headline that says like where exactly where the mission's from. I mean, you you can go in and and then just start with the Taken King stuff. To okay. be honest, like that stuff, like doing those missions, yeah, um, will boost you up to, to forty. You'll actually have a story to go through, you, a story you understand and care about. Um, I understood before, like there was one planet left, and it was these guys were mad or something. <laughs> I think that, there was it was bad. There's some worm was there some, a worm there's something <laughs> happening somewhere in space no i mean you, you you're 25 you go in right do all the tank king missions then after that you'll you'll have just a bunch of extra side missions to do okay. and there would be some can i play through the taking king and... side the story alone yeah oh yeah and you'll get rewarded for stuff okay you'll get rewarded for that progression right you'll level up to 40 then after that you by that point you'll have gear that that you don't have to buy or grind for. You'll have engrams that you, you uncrypt, and they're like, oh, level, get to level yeah, 40 yeah, to wear these yeah. engrams. Then you put those on, and then you start doing side quests and stuff. You get more engrams, and mm. all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is more light than what I already have. That and sounds good. Now my light level's growing up, too. And it's just like, well, now I'm in the... Now we're in business. Now we're in business. So can you bring your character from the other one into this one? Or do, do you have to restart as a new 25? No, you no, don't. No, it's, no, it'll it'll buff you up to twenty five yeah. if you weren't twenty five yeah. before. If, but if you were above twenty five, you're above twenty five. Yeah. Okay. So, so you have like you have your your character specifically. Like it's it's more it's more for the people who want to jump into jump Destiny in, right yeah. now. But how come like last week then when when we were all talking about prepping for the raid or whatever? Like what what did that even mean? Like prepping mm. for the raid. So there's there's a couple ways in terms of like how good your 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 character is and and to to gauge how. How strong and powerful your character is. One, you get to level forty. Once you get to level forty, you can start putting on higher level gear. All that gear, like your your, your armor, your weapons, stuff like that. There's a number called light level that is the average attack and defense of all the things you have on you. So uh, when we first started Destiny, we were like two hundred light, right? <laughs> and then it was rumored that the raid was two hundred ninety light. So I was like, okay, we have three days. To we want to be worlds first, right? We want mm. to go in and beat the raid first before anyone else. So for three days, we're like, let's get through all the stories, the missions, to so get to 290 light. Then once we get to 290, well, 290 is the lowest, 310 is max, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So I got to 297 before the raid. So I was like seven levels above what mm. you know it should be. So it, it, met, it, it was just it was the grind to 290. Then it was from there. If I can get extra light level, cool. So I can you know do more damage. But it's like. What weapons do I need to get? Like, there's new weapons now. There's stronger weapons now. What weapons do I buy? What weapons do I, am I just randomly getting from drops? And there was a shit ton of weapons from drops. Um, that, yeah, it was a lot of prepping. Six people had to do that, too. So we spent, I don't know, I slept, like, maybe, like, four hours a night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good Lord. Video games. But it was fun. <laughs> Good Lord video games. Colin. I was just going to say, it just, <laughs> I just love the arc of... Just, I don't care about Destiny at all, but like I I I played it for ten hours or so, and I was just like, whatever. It's not it's it's not a game for me. But watching the arc of the game from when it, we leaked it when we were still at IGN, all the way to now is really funny because I don't I can't think of another game except for maybe WoW that has a similar arc in that people. It came out or it was announced. People were interested in it. I felt like the beta specifically came out because no one was talking about it anymore. Yep. Um, Activision put a shit ton of money into this game. P- 
people have to understand, a AAA game might cost 20, 30, 40 million dollars, 50 million dollars. You can get up to 80 million, 100 million if you're talking about something like maybe Batman or Uncharted or something like that. If you're talking about something like Grand Theft Auto, maybe a couple or a few hundred million dollars ultimately into everything. They spent 500 million dollars on this game. And, and, and that includes the heavy marketing costs, not only the development and Bungie's money and, and cutting all that. But it's just like they invested all this money in Activision. It, to, to me, looked a little stupid, actually. Like when when all this stuff was coming together, I'm like, you guys put a lot of money into this, and it seems like no one cares about this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was the stupid one because it was like people. The game came out. You don't see games with arcs like this at all. Like you just don't see it. Titanfall comes out. It's, everyone's really really excited. It comes out. You know, Evolve comes out. Really really excited. You know, and yep. with, with with this, everyone's like, it comes out. Everyone's like, ah. Like they're playing, they're like I'm playing it, like like we were alluding to before. I'm playing. I don't really like it. I don't know why I'm playing it. We've all been there. There's different <laughs> yeah, games like definitely. that. And yeah. then it's like everyone and just plateaus, and then it spikes, and then it plateaus, and then it spikes, and then it plateaus, and it's happening for a year. Yeah. You know. And then the Taken King comes out, and it gives Bungie enough time to maybe Bungie needed more time. Maybe Bungie shouldn't release the game when it, or it's not really up to them. It's up to, up to Activision. But maybe they need more time to get the game where it needed to be. And this seems to be where the game need, needs to be. And now Activision and Bungie look shrewd as fuck. Yeah. And I'm sitting here wondering. If this is if other studios can replicate this, because there's a huge problem with these kinds of games, and why I'm confused why people are investing in these kinds of games, and by people I mean publishers, a game like Evolve was clearly not going to do well, like I, like I, I because it's a platform, right? Like these these games are investments. It's like Rainbow Six or The Division are going to be similar games. These games are investments. They're not games you pay play for ten or twenty hours. They're games you play for hundreds of hours, and they have to be really really good. And there's a special sauce inside of Destiny that I still don't understand and never will that has attracted tens of millions of people to play it and keep playing it and spike it and spike it and spike it. And you see, and you, I only can, the only corollary I can think of is, is with WoW. It's cocaine. It's cocaine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like when, when World of Warcraft was announced, it wasn't Warcraft. And people were like, you know, what the hell is this? Like, and, and it came out and people got addicted to it. And then the subscriber numbers went up and went up. And then now they're falling, but then they reach, reach a new expansion. And it comes back. Yeah, panda it's, it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> I'm just as as kind of like just an, an an admirer of the industry and someone that just studies the industry. It's just, I just can't think of any game like this because no. they spent so much fucking money on it and it looked like such a blunder. But it seems like they knew that yeah, like the triple a triple A game like Uncharted might cost a hundred million dollars to make and market, but this game costs five times more than that. Yeah, and they're making their money back. It speaks to their vision, right? It's the talent of Bungie to make a shooter everybody's gonna want to play and a game everybody's gonna want to play, but like mainly for that first year, right? The shooter yeah. mechanics are what stands yeah. out to everybody talks about, and then yeah, Activision marketing plan for it, mm-hmm. right? And the way of when they did leak, of it's got this five-year plan and there's this much money. Everybody's like, that is stupid. You know what I mean? And then, yeah, it came out and so many people would have cut, run, changed their course, you know what I mean? Panicked. And they didn't panic. They just kept trudging along. And what, what's cool about that for them, and they totally succeeded in this, is they've been in headlines the last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, what other game has been in headlines post-release for a year? None. That's just not how things work. Yeah. You know, and like all the major websites, GameSpot, IGN, all that stuff. Th- a week does not go by that there's not some news or something sure. that people are talking about. Because that fan base is there, right? And even when they take two months off, they're still ravenous for news and what's going to happen and what the next thing is going to be. Yeah, you know it's I mean? a they're... break. Like, exactly. It's not so much uh, like, I'm done. Right. That's what I, and that's, and even me, like such a casual Destiny player, has always said, like, I'd love to get back into it someday. You know, maybe that yeah. day's now. This sounds awesome. Yeah, you know what definitely. I mean? Like, that's the thing. I'm still listening. I'm still mm-hmm. wanting to get back into it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, a lot of people are just like, "Why do you still play this game?" I was like, at its core, it's a good f. Like, it's a 
you know, that's good gameplay. Like it plays well as a shooter. And then it's just like, I'd spend hundreds of hours on Call of Duty, Halo or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like, I just spend hundreds of hours playing Destiny PvP. Occasionally I break off and do other stuff and there's loot to my FPS shooters. So that's what kind of kept me around. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and now it's just actually good. It's yeah. actually a good game. <laughs> they're, they're making the right move. It's funny. A- Activision's smart enough that they're experimenting with two different brands in, in two different ways. Call of Duty will continue to come out yearly, but I actually think we're not too far away from Call of Duty being a platform like Destiny 2. Um, and I think that this was a step forward for them to be like, well, Destiny's never had an expectation of a yearly release or a bi-yearly release, so we're going to, since it's a new IP, we can experiment, and then we can learn from this about what we can do with our other brands. Because I think that what Activision is going to learn from this game in terms of all the studios that are working on Call of Duty is they don't need to do all this stuff with Call of Duty. They need to... They need to Make a Call of Duty platform that's as good and plays as well as Destiny, which I think they do. I think Call of Duty, I love playing Call of Duty every year. I don't, I never, as people know, I never played online. I play this the the campaign because I just mm-hmm. think that it's just rock, it's just a rock solid shooter. Rock solid. And I felt the same way about Destiny when I played it, even though it comes from a different developer. That the game played well. I was just like, I don't really want to play this. This is not fun. Um, and, and you hate other people, right? And 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 it's a game I played it by myself, but it's like it's a game that's not meant to be played by by yourself. Yeah. Like when I play the Division by myself, which I will, that's that's going to be an eerie game, you know, and. I think it'll work well by yourself, and I was glad when they confirmed that you could just do all of it by yourself, which is great. Um, so so we'll w- jump in and just, you know what I mean? Hijack it stuff, Greg. We could have put it together. I mean, I'm, don't worry, we will. Colin's going to play three <laughs> hours of that game. We'll get in there and shoot him in the head immediately. Yeah, we'll see how we'll see how it, we'll see how it goes. I don't think you're going to be able to isolate yourself from other players in the game. I just think you can play it by yourself. Um, <laughs> so it's going to be similar to you know some other shooters out there. But I just think that there's a lot to learn about. You know, when the Marty O'Donnell lawsuit went through, a lot of documentation came out about how. They were originally intending on making a Destiny too quickly, and and I, I'm not sure exactly like how quickly they're going to do it. There was all this paperwork. I didn't read the whole story. I think it was on Kotaku or something like that, where there was just a lot of interesting information about that. And it seems like they're maybe pulling back and saying like, well, Destiny can just exist forever. And this was this was back during the embryonic state of the game. They clearly had this plan before the game came out to to kind of support it for a while. But I think that you are going to see this style segue to other games because I think oh, yeah. what because I think what Microsoft learned and EA learned with Titanfall and what you know they learned with Evolve and all these other games is that you have to have something really special to, to, to grab people for a long period of time or these games are not worth playing. And I think part of that and why The Taken King is probably successful is because it has a lot of single player and story component to it where you can play it by yourself whereas these other games you really... Like Titanfall's biggest blunder was not having a single player component. It's also, I think, going to be Battlefront's biggest blunder. Even though Battlefront's going to do well, I'm super interested to see if Battlefront's a game that's played for more than two years. Yeah, how, how well you know? is it doing in three months? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like three months, yeah, like that's an, even, that's an interesting thing too. Like you have to have a hook that I think Destiny and Bungie understood because Bungie, Bungie's, uh, yeah. Bungie's Heritage is both single and multiplayer. So it's just been fun as, an, as someone who just enjoys the industry to watch it because mm-hmm. I've never seen anything like this before um, with such a heavy investment that seemed like blunderous. But but Activision shrewd as fuck, man. I'm telling you, they, they, know, what's, they, they know what they're doing. And uh, I think there's going to be a lot of bleed over with Call of Duty because of you know the style of Destiny. I would love to see a Call of Duty platform that just exists and mm-hmm. you pay ten dollars of every few months for maps or something like that, as opposed to buying this new sixty dollars game. Yeah. So Greg, hi. You have been playing a lot of that Lego Dimensions. I wish. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I, play, I got to stream it. one day of it here, and I have been jonesing like a heroin addict for more. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry, I hear heroin's addictive, Kevin. Not that I would know, Kevin. <laughs> heroin. 
Kevin. Okay, so you really you really want to play more of this game. And yeah. I think this is one of those games that a lot of people aren't necessarily looking forward to. They yes. gotta see trailers for, they see stuff, and they're like, oh, that's cool. Right. I'm never gonna play that. Well, I don't even think people are looking at the trailer saying they're cool. Because like the, the my story with Lego Dimensions goes that it got announced right with like the teaser art and everything, and Colin and Greg Live was on, and we were like, Oh, this Lego Dimensions thing, it's Toys Life like we expected, and Colin was like, Greg, you're gonna get it. And I was like, Nah, man, not unless they put Superman or Ghostbusters into it. And the chat was like, they tease Ghostbusters at the end of it, and Superman's in the trailer. And I was like, motherfucker. All right, so I'm buying this game now. You know what I mean? But like, I was, I was buying it like on the sect of like, well, I like TT games. I trust them. I don't know what I'm getting though. I don't understand what the gameplay is. It going to be like Skylanders? Is it going to be like Disney Infinity, where I'm running around doing action RPG things or whatever? And then at Comic Con this year was the first time I actually play it. Went there to the Doctor Who event where they revealed all those characters. Sat down and played it, and then it all clicked, and I was like, oh. It's just a Lego game with toys. Okay. Go get them, Portillo. Go get them. Ah, oh, you lazy asshole. Uh, it's just a Lego game with the toys you put on the thing. You know what I mean? So it's already the Lego gameplay that I, I, I know that I love, right? Mm-hmm. Of collecting br- brick building, picking up stuff, you know, seeing how they all interact together. Stop. You're being bad. It's UPS. We like them. They bring us toys. Um... And then, yeah, they came through this past week for Twitch. They came here at twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. Uh, brought it in, sat down, let me play it, switched out the figures, played it from the beginning. And, yeah, like, I'm 1,000% sold on it now and wanted more. But what I was saying is, like, my progression of slowly getting excited for it, you saw it in the chat that day. Where I started it, I put it down, you know, we have the portal, we have the second camera on all the toys and stuff. And people, just go then. People aren't. Uh, into it at all in the beginning and then when they started doing it that's when they all started freaking out in the comments like oh my wallet oh my god I can't oh, 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 yeah you know what I mean like yeah. I'm gonna buy all these things why are you doing this to me it's like once you see that game in action I think you understand what it is and why it's so amazing mm-hmm. so what what is it I haven't even seen the figures right what are they Take a little Lego guy and you put him on a little stand, and okay. that's all it is. And then you take that and you put that into the game, and they drop into the game, and you have them in their own powers in their own world. Is it just the figures, or is it also like like cars and? Shit? It's also cars and stuff. So like the, like the brilliance of this game is this weird hybrid of it's going to be the game, the Lego games you know, and then the Lego toys you know. And what I thought was really smart about it and took me back for a second then I thought well that's actually really cool is the fact that like when you get the starter pack right you get the pack it's got the game in it obviously it's got the three guys in there uh, Gandalf from Mm -hmm. Lord of the Rings you might know Mm -hmm. Batman and then Wildstyle and then it's got you know you've seen the portal the whole thing you get it you open the box game three guys and then all the bricks to make the portal but no instructions so then you put the game in, you go, Scourgeful. in the story, they go, okay, blah, blah, and the, the story pulls them all together, they realize what's happening, and somebody's like, well, I think we can build this portal, let's do it. And then the instruction manual pops up on the screen. So you have to stop, you put down the controller and start building the Legos there on your thing, and then you page through it on the screen to do that. And this sounds you, fucking awesome. It sounds gimmicky and stupid, but, but awesome. And I know it sounds gimmicky and stupid. I, I totally understand. I need you to believe me that it's not super gimmicky. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. actually is them well, trying I mean, that's to the thing, like, mold their gimmicky, two worlds. But I want to do that. I mean, right? I love Legos. It's yeah. like, this is like the one thing where it's like, oh, I'll do this thing in real life. It's like, yeah. oh, man, I need to build Legos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly, awesome. exactly. And then, so then you do all that, right? And then it's like, you. you I think the Batmobile comes with it, I'm pretty sure, but don't quote me on that because they have vehicles and all sorts of stuff. But for the instance, you buy the uh, Back to the Future level pack, right? And it's Marty who has his little guitar, and then it's the DeLorean. I think you had a flux capacitor, too. But same deal. You open it up, and you have Marty there. You probably have to put his head on his hair on and stuff. That's obvious. But then you have the DeLorean parts there. And so you put Marty on the thing, and it's like, okay, you're bringing Marty into the world. You also need to build this car. And so then it pops up, and you do that, and you build it, and you put it there, and then it registers to whatever you have, like, the loose vehicle yeah. tag. You put it on there. You put it there. It registers it all to the thing or whatever. But then... 
throughout the game like every vehicle has three different mo- like d- versions right and so then it's like you can rebuild them if you want to but you don't have to or whatever and that's the same thing with this if you're in a hurry for time or whatever and you want to build it later you can skip out you don't have to build the DeLorean right now if you don't want to build the DeLorean like mm-hmm. they for me coming into it and actually sitting down and playing it I had a, a bunch of like here's where I think this could get fucked up and not be a great game you know what I mean and in the thing they went through and knocked every one of them out and I and I was I was telling them you know these are my concerns on the stream and Jonathan from TT Games his response was I kept getting amazed by this that and the, like it, it it was like you know we're switching people in and out and it wasn't until we switched in Marty and then switched out Batman and put in Homer from the Simpsons that I I was I finally noticed as a Lego fan right that like their HUD was different every time. So like Wild Style's hearts were like normal Lego hearts. Homer's hearts were donuts. donuts, donuts. Uh, no, yeah, great. you know Marty's awesome. hearts I think were they might have just been regular hearts or they were but it had the back to the future orange to yellow text oh, font cool. for everything. And everybody had that font like Simpsons font was Simpsons font. And I was like I can't believe this and Jonathan from TT Games turns to me he's like I know. It's almost as if we care. You know what I mean? And it was like well damn yeah but like I've seen so many not phoned in things like cuz that sounds bad but like when we've talked before about like what's what's the future of these toys to life games? How many can there be? Da da da. And when Lego Dimensions got announced, right? Colin always makes the point that parents only have so much money. So if you're a Skylanders kid, you're a Skylanders kid. And if you're a Disney Infinity kid, you're a Disney Infinity kid. And what does that mean for Lego Dimensions? And for me, and this is based on t- probably two hours total of playing this game at events and then having them in the house or whatever. To me, Lego Dimensions is the adult game of it you know what i mean not that the content's adult at all it's a lego game so yeah i can play it with you and we can have fun or your little cousin can come over and play with you and you know you have fun or whatever and but i mean i think that's something going for it that the other games don't have exactly like disney infinity and skylanders and this that and this is why i think i was so impressed with it is the fact that i came in expecting them to say the wrong thing like I, the other thing I, I threw at them was like so how do level packs work? Because, you know, you buy the figures and they come with their own world and stuff. Like, they come with basically DLC in there that you go and play their world and do their adventure. And I'm like, is it going to... Like, I'm like, I lo- love your games, don't get me wrong, and I, lo- I do love your DLC, but your DLC for Lego Batman, right? Like, Lego Batman 3's DLC is like, Arrow's DLC is one map. You walk in, you do everything, and it's over. It's like, you know, five, ten minutes probably, and you come back to get all the trophies and you spend maybe 20 minutes with it, right? <laughs> and I'm like, am I buying a... $30 toy and then a $5 level and he's like no let me show you and he put down the Back to the Future we went into the Back to the Future world right and it starts off and you're in you know Doc's uh, uh, built, you know, apartment lab or whatever and you have to build the speaker and you're doing all this different stuff and you go to the Twin Pines Mall and you do all these things and then you go to you know Hill Valley Town Square with the courthouse there and everything else right so the clock tower and you know it's 1985 and then over here if you get in the DeLorean and drive it over here you can travel through time and you can go to 2015 and it's the future back to the future town square and if you've earned enough Lego studs you can go and spend them over here to activate the Jaws like 3D thing uh-huh. to have it going and it's like oh and like hverboards are there and it's like yeah and then you go back and you drop and you go back to 1885 you know what I mean and it's <laughs> no like no doing that it, <laughs> for the trophies I yeah. will but it was like he, he's like no we're not we're not you know giving you crappy DLC. We're giving you guys what you want out of these. We're not like phoning it in or anything like that. So, you know, we talk about games being platforms all the time. We even just talked about that a second ago in the last topic. Mm-hmm. But do you see this as kind of the future of Lego games? Or do you think Lego games are going to exist next to these? I think if this hits, it'll be the death of the regular Lego game over time. Mm-hmm. I don't I mean you figure right now already Lego event Lego Lego Marvel Avengers is still on the slate for January now. So yeah. it's not like it's over. Don't get me wrong. And the, we, so I think if it hits, they'll s- slowly start peeling back teams and being like, 
sure, we could do this, or you guys could make a Harry Potter world for this game. You know what I mean? And we'd sell a bajillion units. Like, okay, yeah, sure, why not? If it doesn't, they keep marching that direction. But the bigger question there is, do Lego games continue in the way we know them alongside Lego Dimensions for the people that can't come to Lego Dimensions? You imagine... Now, granted, I'm the guy who said you'll never see Marvel in a Lego game because, you know, Warner Brothers owns DC and why would they have Marvel Lego games and then they started making them. But right now, Disney owns Marvel. Why would Disney license out Marvel characters to the Lego game that is competing with Disney Infinity yeah. that has all the... You know what I mean? Like, that's the weird... Lego Star Wars was such a big deal. I mean, Lego kind of just kind of makes their own rules. Didn't it? We, sure. I remember back Hashtag in the break the rules. Brick the rules? No, that their slogan is oh, break really? the rules. They should have said break the rules. Yeah, that would have been good. good. good like one. how much bricks come up in the last couple of days. Yeah. Anyways. Thanks for um, It's crazy how Legos, the licensing thing, they just do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. Like how the fuck do they get Back to the Future and Superman and Simpsons and all these things in one game? And it's like, well, that's how the... soon until we see, or how far until we see Ninja Turtles? Right. You know? No, and, and that's like, that's all the, the thing. They own. And that's what I was talking to them about. And like the fact that like cause somebody in the chat had said the same thing. He's like, well, they're gonna have a hard time getting non WV properties in there. And the guy like the Jonathan stopped the stream, like, what are you talking about? Like, sure, Superman and Wonder Woman are WB properties, but Simpsons are Fox, Back to the Future is Universal, this is that you know what I mean? He's like, there's all these different things. And I, and I was like, Yeah, so why? And he's like, Well, everybody wants to be a Lego. Mm-hmm. Like everybody get like Lego's already a phenomenon. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing. You don't have to worry about it being a competitor because it's been around forever. So yeah, when do they get back to the or uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in there? When do they get Walking Dead in there? When do they? You know what I mean? When do they start doing the really goofy stuff? Like yeah, like, I don't know, but I'm super fascinated to watch this. They're saying all the right things in the same way too of a like the platform right there. Like this is our platform. Mm-hmm. This is our platform for the next three years or whatever. Don't worry about it. Like we're not gonna release. Lego Dimensions 2.0 and make you buy a new platform. Mm-hmm. Like, you have it, that's it, now just get figures for it. Yeah. That's cool, you know what I mean? Like, the level packs are a cool idea. Like, and What else is cool is the fact that they're doing stuff that aren't already Legos, like Portal. Yeah, right. Like, what and, the hell? And that's the big thing, right, of, like, when you start opening up the Lego universe to games like that, that's when it gets really exciting of, like, how are you going to pull in... I, I, I think adult gamers have never had a problem picking up the Lego games. Like, when I'm like, oh, I spent... 40 hours just platinuming Lego Batman. Everybody's like, oh, okay, well, that's funny. That's co- cool. But then nobody's like, what? You play Lego games? Those are for babies. Like, people get what the games are because there is so much fan service mm-hmm. layered on top of, like, just fun gameplay that you can pick up or you can get crazy with and try to find all the red bricks mm-hmm. and collect every gold brick and do all these different things. And so, yeah, if they can totally open it up where it's like, yeah, we have Portal, so now why don't we get Red Dead? Why don't we go get this? Why don't we get Uncharted? You know what I mean? Like, bring all these things in that get Master Chief, bring in all yeah. these games people love already. Yeah. I don't think they're going to get Master Chief. You know? Mega Blocks. Uh, I can't wait for Mega Blocks to make a game. Mega Blocks Master Sorry. Chief Adventures? Yeah. <laughs> no, so that was the thing. It's like, yeah, I got to play it for that thing that uh, that day. And that was like the day that I kind of was like, all right, Metal Gear feels like work. So I'm going to take a break on this Platinum thing and start playing other things, just getting ready for Lego Dimensions. Yeah. Because once that gets here. I'm going to build it on this table and stream it. <laughs> just, just playing that damn so, thing. Okay, going back to that, you were talking about like building the cars and stuff. Yeah. Are, are they like uh, toned down versions, of like scaled down versions of the cars? Or is it like an actual Lego set? I mean, it's like it's like this. It's, oh, okay. It's, okay, it's, okay. it's tiny. So it's yeah, the basic yeah, yeah, yeah. version. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, there's a lot of pieces to them. Oh, not a lot. But there's pieces to them that I don't think I, I would be able to assemble on just like... Here's a pile of Lego blocks. Make the DeLorean. I couldn't do that probably. Uh-huh. But it's not overbearing at the same time. No, because I, I think they are very well aware that you are playing a video game. You'd like to yeah, get back to the video to, game. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like yeah. you don't have to sit <laughs> there. And like so, I mean, do you think this is a game that could work without the toy aspect of it? Like, do you think that they'll you could just buy the the DLC packs or whatever? Or do you need is is the toys essentially the DLC? 
toys are essentially the DLC. Okay. Yeah, that's the whole that's the whole shtick to the thing. Just like every other Toys of Life game, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, and that's the, could it work if there were no toys involved? Of course, because they already do those in their Lego games and they're yeah. awesome. But the, the hook is now that having the cool toys, and it is this like cool weird voting thing, right? Of like, I I, I was on a Toys of Life podcast the other day where I was explaining like there had to be rules. For me to getting into this i can't just i'm not gonna buy everything because they have like ninjago and whatever and i'm like i don't know what that is and i don't want that and i'm not gonna but buy it they're and so cool see, and the, have the, you seen the them? guys on the podcast said you'd be into ninjago yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's so i mean there's so have you, have you guys seen this shit no the, they're fucking awesome i mean remember the lego like ninjas you liked when you were younger these are them but mixed with power rangers and they're fucking cool. am i mixing it up with the other things the no, chimera right. what's the other one the chimera, chimera? There's one. There's no resistance playset. The one that's like the like eagle people. Yeah. Okay, but there's one like, ch- like ch- Lego Lego Chimera or something. I don't know. Can you move? There, there's two different things that we always see when we go to Target <laughs> with the Legos because like we're grown ass <laughs> men. Um, but they, they're like Power Rangers and they have these like crazy ass like eagle outfits. That's cool. Like but like my things. thing is like I I wanted to be picky and choosy about it and it's I'm failing on every every level because I was like Portal of course. Yeah. DC Comics layout, I want Superman and Wonder Woman. Then I found out Superman was wave, like, three or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, well, Cyborg's wave one, so I'll, I'll take Cyborg. Just oh, they got you. And then they I was like, you, back to the future, Marty comes with a hoverboard, Doc comes with the train. And I'm like, well, I'm going to get Marty in the hoverboard. And then I saw Doc in the game, like, now nah, I'm buying Doc, too. You know what I mean? Like, and then I, I, I had no intention of buying Homer. I saw Homer. I'm like, I want to play in Simpsons. I want to go to, I want to go to Springfield and do all this different stuff. And then eventually, what's going to happen is they're going to pin me down. Where I'm sure that every one of these playsets will have DLC trophies attached to them. And then I'm going to look at my completion percentage and be like, Well, now I need Ninjago. <laughs> I got, it. I, got it. I might as well get that third bronze. <laughs> God help us to if like Nintendo does something like this I'm, with Pokemon. That's the thing, man. I mean, Amiibo. Like once once that shit starts making actual gameplay sense, and that's why I think this is good. Is that it's working backwards. Yeah. So let's make a good game, and let's have these things just be mm-hmm. ways to access the game that's already right. already good. And on top of that, let's make it fun in real life. It's fucking Legos. Yeah. That's great. Amiibos are just fucking Amiibos. In like in, back to in like what we're talking about, like them doing it right, is the fact that it's like, all right. So you know, I don't know if you've seen any of the clips. I don't mean to tread, you know, well-known territory. Uh, you know how there's like two Batmans, right? Lego the Batman, Lego movie had Will Arnett as Batman, mm-hmm. but it was like '89 Batman. And I remember being like. Troy Baker's Lego Batman. And so now they have the Lego Batman video game version, Troy Baker Lego Batman. And then they have Will Arnett, 89 Batman. They're, they're all doing their voices. Elizabeth Banks is there doing her voice for Wild Style. Chris Pratt is there doing his voice as the dude from Lego Movie, who I don't remember the name of, and the dude from Lego Jurassic World. They got Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd to come back and yeah. make their char- you know, be their characters. It's like, hell yeah, I want to play this game, and I want you to keep making every one of these figures, every yeah. one of these worlds. That's fucking awesome. Damn, that's so legit. I'm sold. It's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of money. That's why there has to be rules. Is the music there too or no? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh no. That was the thing too. I, I forgot about this. Nobody cares. And in, in when, you, when you're in, in 1985 and you're going around, how, Power of Love is playing as you just go around that's the courthouse square. That is, that is great. So it's called the Chima is what we're talking about. Topic three of the day is we played Halo 5. That we did. Yeah. Me, Alfredo, and Kevin went went down to, to Microsoft. We did a little bit of this this little game called Halo 5, and it, it was very interesting. We did mm. a, three different modes. We did Campaign. We did Arena, which is just multiplayer, and then Warzone. And we have Let's Plays of them going up all this week. 
I don't know when you're listening to this, but by the time you listen to this, everything will be up except for Warzone, which is the one thing we're not allowed to talk about. Don't you no. talk about Warzone? No, Warzone. Son of a bitch. no Warzone impressions yet. No, but if you want them, check them out on the Let's Play that goes live on the Monday, which would be September 20-something. My question begins. Yes. How good was Alfredo? Did he school everybody else? Did he make everybody no. look like a fool? No. He, he didn't. No, so here's the thing, though. It's just like during this, I mean, they're still tweaking the, the, the aiming and stuff. It felt I don't even off. know you anymore. I don't off. even know you, Alfredo. Yeah. I want, so no, here's here's really what's off. interesting, and um, I, I really do think that this it was less uh, them fixing the game and tweaking stuff, and it was more just the situation in which we were playing. Uh, like I think the TVs just weren't properly... Some lags there? There was, there was lag. There was, there was stuff because ev- all the people we knew, Alfredo and just other people that we knew yeah, from the industry that were playing, yeah. like everyone, everyone was like, like, hey, does this feel a little weird to you? He's like, yeah. I, yeah. What if really the TVs were not in game mode or something? Maybe. Like I mean, that's kind of what it looked like watching him because I was like shocked at watching Alfredo and he wasn't just destroying because I've seen him even destroy. Even even just playing campaign, I was like, I my aim is, what is happening right now? Yeah, so it, it was interesting to see that, that be a little bit off, but I think it was just a little off. Just and then, despite the the TV and excuses, because all we are doing right now yeah, is just yeah. making excuses, is really what I think it was is you've been playing Destiny. You've been playing all these other first-person shooters the last year. When's the last time you played Halo? But it's been forever. Right? Yeah, for sure. Like Master Chief Collection last year, and that was like a... <laughs> False start, like you know, <laughs> whatever. Oh, it's That's the thing where, like, you yeah. go over to your friend's house, you're, like, you have your. I have a monitor I play on, you know what I mean? And it's like you go to your friend's house and have like this big TV, and all of a sudden it's like you kind of have to adjust to it. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing, you know what I mean? I mean, that's the, the other thing that I think is funny is like, I was playing and I was like, it's Halo. This yeah. feels like Halo. This yeah. feels exactly like it's fine, but that's because I'm way more casual. You are like the the elite of the elite when it comes to first person shooters. Like you play them all play, for play, play, hours yeah. and hours and hours, so you know the differences. So it's funny that I think that stuff affects you more than it would affect most people. Oh yeah, yeah. Sean and I were sitting there messing with our sensitivity for like hours. Yeah, <laughs> like, just trying, trying to make sure trying to figure that, out. that it was right. Yeah. But the cool thing was it was Halo, and I, I think that just from from watching a lot of it, and from watching you play, I thought that. It was impressive to see Halo finally next gen because this is the mm-hmm. first next gen or whatever this gen Halo game. Yep. I mean, what what do you think from playing through the campaign? I mean, the campaign off the bat, I was like, wow, this is this is the scale of of, of the story seems just like, huge, right? And then on top of that, you're used to playing Halo games where, especially like way back in like H one, where it's like there was just Master Chief. Now there's like a team of Spartans, there's two teams of Spartans and they're opposing each other and just like, okay, this is this is kind of fresh. This is kind of new, right? You, like, you don't really see Spartans fighting Spartans. It's kind of weird. And then on top of that, they they, they bring back uh, Master Chief's team is like from, you know, the book, uh, Halo Fall of Reach. Um, so it's like, there's, there's more to it. There's like, there's some depth there. Um, but no, I mean, it seems like it, the campaign is just a much bigger scale. Like, yeah. I mean, we used to play it back in the day. We played a lot of Halo mm-hmm. One and Two specifically, and the the campaign was always kind of my favorite part. Yeah. And, you know, and like I watched you and my other friends replay that through normal, heroic, legendary, yep. and then legendary again and again and again. And the co op and like the Halo campaign and co op and the difficulties, it's kind of unlike any other first person shooter that I know of. Like that's an experience. People love that, and they yep. that is one of the key things that they they're going into these Halo games for. It's not just the the multiplayer. Yeah. No, I'm hardcore MP, but like when I get Halo, I'm like I gotta get to that story first. Yeah. Like first and, things first. But what's cool about it is I remember playing through Halo Two and 
there's that level where there's the big like the scarab I think it's called, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is like the like giant spider looking, yeah. like, which looks so small thing. compared to to what you're looking at like now, like the cre- the, the the ships and the vehicles and like the the large I forgot what it was called, but like, I don't even know what the hell the it was large, called. But it was like a giant thing. giant mech thing. And what was cool is I remember in Halo Two playing, be like, Kraken, oh my, maybe? I don't oh, know. oh it was like, Kraken? Yeah. yeah, it was Kraken. Be like, oh my god, like this it's is just, such a grand scale yeah. thing, and like holy shit. And then I remember in Halo Three, you fight it. Like yep. you can, you there's like a boss fight with that thing, and it's like that's fucking cool. And then in in the little bit that we saw of campaign in uh, one of Locke's missions, you're going through, and then this giant Kraken thing comes yeah. up, and it's just that it reminded the scale me scale is much larger in, in Halo Five. Yeah, it reminded me of, of Halo Two, of like yeah. that moment ten years ago, being like, oh shit, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you know, on Master Chief's levels, it reminded me of Halo One, where there's those moments where where you just you're going through the corridors, and then all of a sudden you're in this much more open arena. Yeah. And the hunters come out. And there's just fucking big things. There's just that tense moment of like, damn, these guys look like they can fuck me up. Yeah. But then you know how to take them down. You just go behind, you shoot them in the, the little orange thing. And yeah, but that's the done. thing too, though. Like they they, yeah. they changed the mechanics just a little bit. Like, remember when I threw a nade? He like bounced it right back at me. I was like, okay, well, like. I mean, that, that, was, that was awesome because it. They knew what they were doing. They knew that the people that are playing this game have played the oh, yep. other ones and exactly. have those memories. So you walk in, you see these, the hunter, you see the arena, and you're like, I know how to do this. And then you, you go to do it, and then it's yeah, like, uh-uh. exactly. And it's before core, you throw the plasma yeah. to distract them, then you shoot him in the back. But like he throws the grenade, the guy literally just fucking yeah, knocks the grenade away. It and it was, it's like, what the fuck? It's in one of the Let's Plays. You should yeah, check it out. But I mean, no, I mean, it's, it's Halo at its core, and then there's mechanics on top. You know, there's a layer of new mechanics on top of that. And it's yeah, it looks it looks beautiful. Like... I said it just I had to get used to playing it on a different monitor, but like it, I had fun playing it. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful, yeah. And uh, so the multiplayer then, mm-hmm. what do you think about that? Mm-hmm. MP, awesome. Like I don't know, like there's there's with the Halo community, there's always this this thing where it's like I want my like hey I want Halo Two multiplayer, like just give me that, and like you have the Master Chief Collection for that, and it <laughs> works now, <laughs> finally. But um, no, I mean like. The, the new next gen like version of, of Halo is is it's very interesting. It's very fast paced. Yeah, there's, I think there's I think the, it's good. I think sprints or what was yeah, that there's sprint like you can you can dash left and right now too and and you're you're mantling on top of everything. I don't know. It's the type of thing where I'm just like nowadays, you know, with like Call of Duty and the way all the other MPs are, they're just so fast paced. It's just it's I think it's harder for most. people people who play hardcore fps games to play games where you don't have a sprint right or like you, you're not moving constantly and just as fast and like getting back into the action right away um so yeah no the halo 5 mp very fast pace and it's just it's mp at its core like i said this is halo at its core it, the guns like the br shoots like the br weapons seem very balanced there's a new mode that i mean a lot of people know about called breakout which is kind of like just 4v4 elimination you kind of have that like cs like counter-strike type of feel to it did you get to play that yeah was it as good as it yeah yeah i play yeah but i play a bunch of times it's very intense you have like it's like you're the last person left and there's like three people i mean like other games i've done you know what i mean like elimination but like having that in the halo universe is 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 nice yeah um no i mean it plays well i i like it mp i'm gonna put a lot of hours into it I mean, okay, so I think the biggest question is now in, in 2015, we have so many first-person shooters. There's there's Destiny, there's Call of Duty, there's Battlefront coming out. Like, there's so much things competing for people's time mm-hmm. and for first-person shooter fans' time. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is going to be one of those things like Titanfall or something that it kind of comes out and then 
people stop playing, or do you think that people will be playing this in a year? Because like we, the last game we really saw that with, correct me if I'm wrong, is Halo Three. Yeah, I think yeah. After Halo Three, kind of, kind of Halo kind of just was released, and I felt like kind of dropped off pretty quick after that. I mean, it's Halo, so you know what you're gonna get. You you know you're gonna get a solid campaign. You know you're gonna get good co-op, and you know you're gonna get like awesome multiplayer. In terms of whether I think people are gonna keep playing it over and over again, people still played the hell out of like previous Halo multiplayer games. I feel like if they have a good um, like ranking system, then yeah, that that'll keep people around, you know, for even longer. And if they choose, if they choose, to, if three four three choose to support, like, uh, they want to make it last longer. You know what I mean? Put put a, a competitions and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. like I play like uh, Call of Duty for a little bit, but every time I watch a Call of Duty Championship or something like that, I'm like, damn, I kind of want to get back into Call of Duty real quick and see, you know, play some, you know, like throw throw some tournaments out there, you know. You know, every once every couple months, get people still kind of hyped about it, and I, I think it could. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's up to it's up to them. It's up to them. Yeah, I have I have two questions. Not to not to be just two skeptical questions. Is someone doesn't I haven't played Halo since Halo Two, but and I like those games. But my first question is: Is there skepticism in the in the community about three four three's ability to deliver? Because mm-hmm. Master Chief Collection oh, was yeah. fucking botched, and I think that a lot of people. Um, it reminds me a lot of Evolution with with Drive Club, where it's like I don't care how good the game is now, you really fucked that game mm-hmm. up, you know. And I'll never forget that Evolution did that. Like, and going forward, I'll always kind of not trust them because it took them literally a year to fix the game. So, and the same thing with Three Four Three, where they really just got the game running like many, many, many months after it came out, and like working for everyone. So, is there? Are you skeptical? And is there some skepticism within the Halo community that Three Four Three is going to be able to deliver because they they certainly didn't deliver with Master Chief Collection? I just feel like Master Chief Collection was more than they, they can actually chew. Like, there's just so much that goes into it. Like, the UI itself for the Master Chief Collection, although beautiful, like, that's a lot of work that goes into the UI in itself. Um, I, it's a campaign and multiplayer. It's three, four, I mean, like, 343 botched the hell out of, like, Master Chief Collection. I've played, like, maybe 10 hours of that. I'm not going to ever go back, even though I love those games to death. Um, I don't know. It's, it's the kind of thing where I just, I feel like, how can you fuck this up? Like... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you have, you're not trying to put all these different games together and then remaster one and then try to make them work cohesively. To, yeah. You know what I mean? With M- multiplayer maps all together. And, like, there's just, I feel like there's less components. And so it's kind of like, I'm hoping. I mean, they like, didn't fuck, fuck up four. Up. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. They, yeah. yeah and four, but this goes to my other question. And this is something that we've talked about on Colin and Greg Live and maybe even on the show before, but I'm interested in, in, in Alfredo's uh, impression of this. And this kind of goes to maybe what you were saying about platforms and like the resonance of Halo is—is is it me or do people not really seem to care about this game compared to the to, compared to the other Halo games? Because like I, I'm not involved in that community, but just mm. working at IGN all those years, when a Halo game was coming out, it was an event and it was a big deal, and people were really really excited about it. And I've noticed almost a law of diminishing returns with this series since three four three took it over, where there doesn't seem to be this palpable excitement about this franchise anymore like i'm wondering if this thing if halo is kind of running its course and if you know we might be seeing the series starting to starting to wane so i'm curious what you're mm-hmm. as a halo fan if, if that's accurate because to me as just an outside observer that excitement especially about halo 3 was like through the roof oh yeah definitely. and i don't and i don't i don't see it anymore you're gonna finish no. the fight colin it was a big <laughs> <laughs> i don't see it anymore no i mean i don't i don't see halo as being something that's as big of a skeptical spectacle as it was before, and I think it's—I uh, think personally, it's because of co- a couple of things. I think the Master Chief Collection, like 
bad taste in people's mouths still. Like, that was a huge fuck up. Like, it was just unplayable for months. And it's just, yeah, it's there's no excuse for that. And then on top of that, I, I just feel like it's the kind of thing where um, in order, right, every, when a game comes out, it's kind of the core audience, right? Like, the the people that are, that are really, really into it, like, um, that kind of, like, really, like, are the initial boost, right, for any kind of hype for the game. And I think that, the the core audience like the 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 really big halo fans just aren't excited because this is a weird thing they just for for a lot of hardcore halo people like they're very much like mm, sprints like dashing like this isn't halo like i know halo so like there's all these new mechanics that a lot of people are just very hesitant to to adopt so i think that uh, accompanied with the fact that match the match chief collection was such trash i just yeah, I think I yeah, I completely agree. Like, there's not just too much hype with it. Like, it all starts with the, your your core fan base, and there I don't feel like the Halo core fan base is that excited. I mean, I mean, it's you. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, it's a type of thing where you can just see it, right? You can you you you, you can see with like like pro players and like I mean, there's Twitter now, right? So everyone has their opinions, and it's like every time like three four three is like we have this new mechanic, everyone's like, no, like why are you doing that? It's not my Halo. So here. I just feel like. MCC was a terrible fucking just oh, it's just terrible and then on top of that like there just there's so many new things that a lot of like hardcore Halo people are just kind of like I don't really know if I want to adopt that and so yeah I don't think there's like much hype behind this game at all like I'm a hardcore Halo fan and I'm not here sitting here like fuck give me this game yeah I'm just like when this game comes out I'm gonna play the hell out of it but when it comes out it comes out Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even remember the release date, October 23rd or something like 27th, that. 27th, not 23rd. I don't think they have one yet. <laughs> I, <yeah. laughs> I still don't have it. <laughs> All right, final topic of the day, as always, brought to you by kindoffunny.com slash forums. If you have a topic for us to read on this Gamescast, go to kindoffunny.com slash Gamescast topic, leave, leave a, a post, and we'll get, we'll get to it just like we're going to with Matthew underscore Clem. But his name isn't spelled like Matthew. It's M A T H Y O U. Matthew. What? No, it's Matthew. It's still Matthew. Anyways, do you think we get too many free games? If you're a subscriber to PlayStation Plus or Xbox Gold and have all the consoles, that's up to 10 free games a month. I love seeing new games and trying new games I may not normally try, but it adds to my backlog exponentially. What are your thoughts? Well, technically, they're not free because you pay for them. You pay yeah. for your subscription service that then gets you that. But. Uh, no, I mean, for me, the ones that come along on PlayStation Plus or Xbox Gold are totally just like, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. If I'm into that one, I'll get it or download it. Or, you know, I usually redeem everything. And then will I ever play it? Not necessarily. My backlog's things that I want to play that I know yeah. I need to play, right? Yeah. I think I, it's the same thing as what content just why you have a bunch choice. more options. Like, you have yeah. so much choice. That's like, where my mind went, too, where it's just like... <laughs> Because we all struggle with the, the issue of backlog, and like we we used oh, to yeah. talk on podcasts beyond about how I've started to just let go. Like I really did much to much like Matthew maybe worry about like I'm missing things, I'm missing things, and eventually I was like I just can't I can't play all this stuff. I, it, there's just not enough time in the day. Mm-hmm. People were talking about with the Emmys recently, where it's like how, who who has the time to watch all this shit? And the answer is you don't. Yeah. So you have to like ch- pick and choose. But more choice is good. So I think. I think both these guys are right. Like, you know, Greg's right in the sense that you're paying for these games, and the, and the studios are getting paid a lot of money to put these games up for free. Um, but uh, you know, at the same time, more choice just means you have your backlog. You can cater your, your backlog doesn't mean your backlog shouldn't literally mean all of the games you missed that are in right, your download right, right, list. What it should mean is like what games you really want to play. Like I keep talking about, like there are two games that I keep thinking in my mind that are legitimately on my backlog, my legacy backlog, like Bioshock Infinite. That I have to go back and finish because I really didn't like that game, but and I stopped playing it 
more well more than halfway through it. And I'd like to see it to the end. And The Evil Within is a game I keep going oh, back yeah. to. I'm like, I really, really want to play this game. I don't have time, but but there's like 80,000 games in there that I also miss that mm-hmm. I just, I, I accept that I can't play them. So yeah. more is good. More makes competition and it makes people be better. It all stems from a simpler time, right? I feel like when we started at IGN, right, you literally could play everything. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, digital downloads hadn't taken off. That wasn't a thing. The PSN and Xbox Live was just getting started. Yeah. And what was on there wasn't amazing. Like, Ge- Geometry Wars, sure. Super Rub-A-Dub, of course. But, I mean, like, there, there was actually slow periods. I remember mm-hmm. summers when there was nothing to play. So, I yeah. remember playing on my Wii uh, Super Paper Mario or whatever mm-hmm. it was. You know what I mean? The, the Wii Mario. Yeah, art. Super Mario. It was Super Paper Mario. And having a great time with it. But I remember, like, playing that start to finish and starting it over and, like, Nowadays, I'd probably play half of that and be like, this is awesome. I've had enough, though. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. out. You know what I mean? I mean, I think that's just kind of the nature of where we're at as a people at this point, as where it people. is just kind of like it is, you you have the the time to see if it's for you or not. And I think this is really cool that it's just these are things that are essentially being recommended to you. Right. And it's like things that you might not necessarily have looked at before. I mean, it reminds me of Colin. Like, how much, how many games that you've recommended at some point end up being on PlayStation Plus? You oh, know? Many, many. And I, I think that that's that that is very, very telling. You yeah, know, that's it's a predictable like, cycle. Yeah, exactly, and that's a good thing, though. Hey, I think, there's because... this cool indie game coming out, and there's not much buzz about it. Well, hold on, everybody. <laughs> Just yeah. give it a few months. <laughs> it'll, it'll be free, and you can try it out, but th- I think that it, it creates this cool thing when people like Colin recommend it, then you know about it. Then when you see it, you're like, all right, well, I'm not going to play these other free games that I don't know what they are, but I've heard good things about this. I'm going to give it a try, whereas they ne- wouldn't necessarily give it a try to pay for it, you know, but when it's there, when they... It's free to them. Then they'll they'll jump on it and even just try it out. Like I like this. This reminds me of just the modern day demo disc. Like I remember when the PS3 first came out and you could download demos. I was so stoked. I was like, I'm just gonna download all these things and try them out. Yeah. And I did. And like demos slowly stopped being a thing. Yeah. People yeah. don't really do that anymore. Now it's either a beta or a free game. Yeah. yeah. Um, Stress tester. Sure. But I think this is just the ev- natural evolution of it. I think it's a good good way to do it. The Ben Como asks, what do trophies and achievements mean to you, and how does it influence which games you play and how you play them? Mm. It used to mean everything. Yeah, right, me. it used to be a way bigger deal. Yeah, yeah. I, I, had, I had Gamefly, I'd play games and like just shoot up my gamer score. And personally, like, like I was addicted to gamer score. Now I'm to the point, like, what does it even matter? For me personally, right? right. It's like, I just, okay, so I have a high gamer score. What does that really mean? And also, I got to the point where I was like, I'm playing games for like 40 hours that I fucking hate yeah. <laughs> just to get this gamer score. Like, what am I doing with my life right now? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, to me, it means nothing. Um, and in terms of like, depending on what, like if I'm going to get a game or anything like that, it just, no, I mean, if I like the game, I like the game. Yeah, for me, I mean, it used to be bragging rights. That was a big thing with Colin and I. Not, we competed a little bit between each other when we were both on PlayStation team back in the day, but it was more the fact that we're like, we know PlayStation so well. Look at our trophies and look at all the stuff. And then we had something to talk about on the shows of like mm-hmm. playing hot Hannah Montana or doing this or something stupid, <laughs> like the trophy, great trophy horror war. And then the armatist signed of how we had to do all these different things. But yeah, nowadays what they mean to me, for me now, trophies and platinums in particular are me, like, the tip of the hat. Like, I, I loved, I, you know, I had such a great time with Arkham Knight. Yeah, I wanted the platinum in it, and now I'm trying to get all the dumb DLC bronze trophies just because I want that to be 100% because I'm so happy with it. And Metal Gear, I love that game so much that I do want a platinum in it, and I will get there. And all the Lego games, right? Like, for me, platinums used to be 
first off, the, I mean, I was a trophy whore. Like, give me the cheapest, easiest <laughs> platinum. I don't care. I'll suck that dick for yeah. the platinum. You know what I mean? But now, yeah, it's totally just like, a, I really love this game. I, I like this game so much that I'm willing to put so many hours into it to get this and this and this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, you know, I think we had to find a balance. I think that's what Greg and I found was a balance because we were really out of control for a long time with, with the trophies as, as Alfredo was with his achievements. And it, I think trophies are important. I think achievements are important. I think, it's, I think it adds an extra dynamic to uh, the game. I think that people that criticize trophies and achievements are kind of lame because it's just like, just ignore them. It's not really that big of a deal. There are people that like them. There are a lot of people that like them. Mm-hmm. These, these sites do massive traffic that, that cater to trophy guides and achievement guides and all those kinds of things. And I always look at a game's trophies. I look at PSN profiles like almost every day to see like what trophies have been uploaded before the games come out. And I look at them. Um, and I can call, you know, like like Babe Ruth calling his shot or whatever. I can call like certain games being like, yeah, I'm going to Platinum Fallout 4. You know, I'm going to Platinum Uncharted 4. But there are games where I look at the trophy list with like The Witcher, where, which I put in a lot of time. I didn't beat it, but um, where it's like, I just can't do this. Even Mad Max is a good example where I'm, I'm 100% completing Mad Max, but I'm not going to get the Platinum in it because there's just certain things that I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And four or five years ago, I would have done it. Like do all these races with all these cars and stuff. I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. but now, but now it's like, you know what? I have, I'll have like 80 percent of the trophies in that game. That's fine. I have 50 platinum trophies. You know, I put in my time. My 50th platinum trophy was Shovel Knight, and I, and I, I, that was a hard one, and I'm proud of that. So it's just the game. But that was five months ago. I was actually just looking recently. Like I haven't gotten a platinum in five months. So it's, it's, you know, it exists and it's there, and the system's important, and I care about those things. But um, at the same time, like it's not going to like ruin my life anymore. But I'll always look at the game's trophies. You know, um, always, 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 and I'm my intention is to platinum Uncharted, Uncharted two, and Uncharted three in the in the the Drake cool. collection. So, um, yeah, like like to Greg's like to Greg's point, it's about the games you like. It used yeah. to be about like how can I just shit down Greg's throat and have more trophies yeah. than him. Now <laughs> Which it's you really about... <laughs> didn't do till I was like done. So you never really did it. Yeah, I put you away so far. It's like not even worth you even talking about anymore. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, when I stopped, you passed it by me and got crazy. <laughs> The one question I have from everything you just said is Alfredo. Like you're saying that it doesn't mean anything to you now. Does it really not mean anything to you now, or it, it really doesn't? But that's just me. Like I've been there, so I know the addiction, right? Yeah. Like, and then I can I can also see like oh the the middle ground where it's just like this is my favorite like Destiny, right? This is my favorite game. Like I of course I want to get all the game score. And I just got to the point where I was just like, I didn't like looking at non-completed games. And there were some games like Gears where it was like, get like 10,000 yeah. kills and multiplayer. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, that was the bullshit. That was the bullshit. <laughs> that Resistance 2 had a, this similar, like almost impossible trophy, which was 10,000 kills yeah. online. I'm like, why are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like you're playing 20 minute matches and maybe getting 15 kills the most. And I'm like, you really want me to sit? And, I, and then I sat on that couch for like a month and tried to do it. Oh my god! So it wasn't like I I didn't try. I mean, I was like that was when the psychosis hit like fucking max level. Um, but we used to one hundred percent games to one hundred percent. I mean, that's what I'm trying yeah. to recapture with Mad Max is I'm doing I'm going through all the motions in that game and having a good time. I'm like this is the way I used to play games. But then I think about like Final Fantasy VII coming out, which is the re release, and I'm like I'm platinuming that too. So oh it's just god. like mm. so it's just like and we already know what those trophies are because they'll be the same as the Steam achievements. So it's 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 about identifying the games like Greg said that you like and putting the time in if you want. But yeah. they're there. But the one thing that bothers me is the people that are like criticizing, like, who cares about trophies? Like, dude, a lot of people care about them and they wouldn't yeah, exist. A lot of people do. So there's a follow up question from AJ1991 who yeah. wants to know if you guys find it harder, specifically you guys, find it harder to go back and play older games that don't have trophies. Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I legit do. I mean, I, 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 uh, when Oblivion was re released on PS3 and they, like, they fixed it and it was like a year or two ago. And I, or Fall of Man is another good example, which is a game I love, a launch PS3 game. Um, 
it's like why why aren't you putting fucking trophies into this? And the and the answer of course is that they have to requa and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, you know, Insomniac the same thing. I, they, we talked to them. I, I the, talked to them when Fall of Man was released digitally or whatever. I don't know what. Or no, they re released it in the Resistance pack. And I'm like, why doesn't this have trophies? And it's like we can either like put four people on patching this game for trophies and then send it back through certification, or we can just release it. Yeah, they make and, it complicated. Yeah, yeah. but I d- also think that they underestimate how few people will play the like, or how many more people will play the game. Right? Should they include trophies as that piece? And I always reference it. It was in 2010 or 2011 when we were at IGN when they referenced like a game will sell way more if it has good trophies. Like it will. It will sell noticeably more people and notice yeah. that their games sell better when there's trophies on them or achievements. Um, but yeah, it does. It does. It does for PS3 and beyond. Uh, the game it does affect me. If we're going before that, then there's no you know, yeah. there's no choice. The bigger confusion is why people don't just re-release games, put them through cert again, and put trophies on them. If I was Square Enix, for instance, I would release every Final Fantasy game for ten dollars, put them all, put trophies on all of them, and fucking sell them and sit back and watch the money rolling because it would. Um, but you know they don't do that. Mm-hmm. So, Colin, we got a couple questions specifically towards you. Ryan Centiel wants to know. Uh, so you love Mega Man. What are your thoughts on the Mega Man Battle Network series on the Game Boy Advance? Battle Network. I like Battle Network, but like anything Capcom does, they ruin it. So <laughs> it's, it's uh, you know, like you have a good idea, and then nine months later it's a sequel, and then a year later it's another one, and then there's a fucking another series like Star Force that is exactly the same basically as this one. It's always it always it's the same with Mega Man X like X X two X three even X four these are great games, but then like by X A it's like God fucking and- mighty, you know like. <laughs> Enough is enough. Like the only one they can do like that because the gameplay is so on point. Of course, is the classic eight bit versions, and they can release those every year for all I care. That'll be great. Uh, but Battle Network was great. It was a great game. Battle Network Two was a great game. But eventually, it was like enough, 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 enough. Like they just shoved shit down people's throats. That's not that Capcom doesn't so much exist anymore. But in the late ninety, like from ninety, from like the Street Fighter Alpha era till I don't know a few years ago, that was the way they were, yeah. and it was fucking obnoxious to be honest. Jilly nineteen eighty seven asks, do you think Star Ocean 5 will be a return to form for a Square Enix JRPG, or is this game going to continue the downward spiral? I don't know. I, 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 this, is being, this game, I think, is being developed by Tri-A, so that's not a Square studio. So this is, this, this is a game that Square is... There's <laughs> hope. Yeah, so this, well, so this is a game that Square is financing, and another team is doing it, if I, if I know the story correctly. Um, so I don't know if you can call it a return... It would be like saying uh, Tomb Raider's a return to form for Square Enix. Like, that's not really a Square game. You know? Like, it's a it's a Square published game. Um, but that's not what we consider a Square game. Uh, I think Square is personally in a bit of trouble with, with their internal developers, clearly. Um, and uh, will Final Fantasy XV and Kingdom Hearts 3 pan out? Sure. When will we play them? Who the fuck knows? Um, they have bigger fish to fry. I think Star Ocean is going to be a nice stopgap for people that like JRPGs. Mm-hmm. But that's not the game people want. Or a lot of people want. They want Final Fantasy XV. Cool. And Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, definitely Kingdom Hearts. Final question of the day from Falcor. Yeah. Hey guys, I love the God of War series and I haven't seen or heard you guys talk a lot about Calliope. it. Calliope! I'm just curious if you guys like the series and if not, why? Wow. This is an old one, huh? Well, yeah, but it's just fun. That, it's fun that people run don't into us this? and don't know us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, man, the God of War series. It's a, it's, a, it's a big question. You know what I mean? And how it all comes down. First off, let's get it on the table and put it out there. Kratos sucks. Yeah, Kratos is, is a bad awful, character. character. He's got no range of... He yells everything. Calliope! Zeus, your son has returned! And this is totally one of those games I'm allowed to talk shit on, like Khan always talks about, because I've played them all. You know what I mean? And so, I, and whenever somebody's like, oh, I love Kratos, I'm like, I don't know how you can fucking love this meathead idiot who just fucking keeps fucking everything up and <laughs> killing everything. But whatever. He's fun to play as. Yeah. I, the gameplay of God of War is fun. Mm-hmm. I enjoy playing God of War games. And that took a long time. I remember... 
I had started right before God of War 2 came out uh, on the PlayStation team at IGN. And so when I got God of War 2 and sat down and played it for a little, I was like, all right. I didn't go far into it. I didn't get into it. Like, Roper was so into God of War. You know what I mean? And so was everybody at IGN, honestly, at that time. And never really clicked for me. And it wasn't, honestly, until the PSP games that I was like, oh, these are a lot of fun. And this is how I won. And then that led to me getting into God of War 3, enjoying that, going back and playing God of War 1, God of War 2, and having fun with all that. But I stand by the fact that just Kratos is such a dumb character. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, I mean, I, I think God of War is is style over substance. Yeah. And uh, that's not to say there's no substance there. The gameplay is actually quite gr- quite good. The arcade, <laughs> yeah. they're ar- very arcadey, kind of the way I want games to play. Actually, when when I talk about like a more arcadey style, a faster mm-hmm. style, like Bloodborne, for instance, was more fun because it was a little more arcadey. That's that's what I want. I don't like stiff gameplay. I don't know why anyone would like stiff gameplay. That doesn't make any sense. Um, but some people do. They like a more realistic, grounded, weighted character, and that's not what God of War is. So the gameplay is is good. But I agree. Like the <laughs> Kratos sucks, and when your main character sucks. Like, you don't want to play. Like, that's, like, my whole thing with the game. So, um, God of War 1 beat, God of War 2 beat, God of War 3, I kind of just abandoned. Um, I played Ascension at preview events and stuff. And I, oh, I, Ascension, I don't, no one even cares. It, like, I, I think that's a, it's a series, maybe a little bit like Gears, where they they're don't know quite what to do with it. And I think, I was hoping that with Ascension's kind of failure that Santa Monica was going to move on. Now I'm pretty confident that they are not going to move on. But if they um, if they take it and treat it like a real thing. My thought my thought with God of War from the get-go, you know, Jaffe and everybody else starting this thing, right, is that I don't think they understand, how are they knowing they're going to make a game that's going to become this giant thing, this, like, PlayStation franchise, right? So, yeah, like, in a, on a one-off game, God of War, yeah, your family's been killed. You're this god, you know, demigod. Go kill the gods. That's a cool idea, but it's when you try to stretch that story for seven more games, where it's like this dude just fucking yells. Why would I ever sympathize <laughs> with him? Why would I ever want to be him? Why there's no cutscenes I want to watch? Why don't the gods just smush him? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's no real reason to be into him, but it's because they started already painted into a corner. Right. If we have this pulp novel kind of thing, like crap. Now I got to make a thing out of it. Yeah. So if they restart it and they actually. Let, let him whisper and talk and laugh and have fun with his family. Maybe I'll be like, oh, <laughs> shit, now I'm into it. Yeah, there's, there's the spectacle. It doesn't work, though. I mean, God of War, is a, it's, it's a spectacle. It's these crazy boss fights and these crazy set pieces and stuff like that. But I think you can do that. You can merge a good story with that. Maybe. I I, I, I think I I think we will find out. I think that we're going to get another God of War game. So it's, it's but, yeah. Like, I just think it's out of the out of the A-tier, you know, when I look at some of the franchises that have come and gone, like Resistance, which is something I hold really near and dear to my heart that I think has gameplay and significant substance um, in terms of story and resonance and stuff like that. It's like, why? Like, it's just like, why is this game? No one cares about this and people care about this. And it's like, that's one of those games where I'm like, you know, I get why people love Uncharted. Uncharted's fucking awesome. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ares! But, but God of War, it's just like, ah, geez, man. You yeah. know? Um it was an interesting game for a while, and it's you know we haven't we haven't really gotten when you really think about it we haven't if you don't count essentially we haven't gotten a new God of War game in five years so like a new core mm-hmm. console God of War game in yeah. a long time because um, God of War three I think came out in two thousand ten if I remember correctly so yeah. it's a franchise I totally missed out on because it's like probably one of the few PS two era franchises like new franchises that I didn't play because my PS two was launch PS two. And uh, Laser didn't read certain mm. games for some oh, yeah, reason, I know that one. and just wouldn't read God of War games, so I just never played them. It's also a very late game too. I mean, people forget God of War Two came out after PS3 came out on right. PS2, which was also one of the fucking weirdest things that that I thought Sony could have done. Mm-hmm. But yeah, cool. 
This episode is brought to you by Loot Crate. Would you classify yourself as a geek, gamer, or a pop culture nerd? Then Loot Crate is the subscription box for you. Loot Crate is a subscription box service with $40 worth of geek, gamer, and pop culture gear, collectibles, apparel, comics, etc. delivered to your mailbox every month. Make sure to head to lootcrate.com slash kfgames and enter code kfgames to save $3 on any new subscription. Every month's a different theme. You guys are familiar with this. This month's theme is time. And quite appropriately, we're celebrating the 30th anniversary of Back to the Future in the month and year Marty McFly travels to in Back to the the future part two the timeless appeal of bill and ted's excellent adventure and the timey timey wimey charm what does that even mean of doctor who basically loot crates like a friend who knows what you love and surprises you with an e- with an awesome present every month did we mention that they ship to over 13 different countries you have until the 19th at 9 p.m pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate and when the cutoff happens you can't get it anymore Jack. so go to lootcrate.com slash kf games and enter code kf games to save three dollars on your new subscription today ladies and gentlemen thank you for joining us for the first and last ever episode 38 of the Counterpoint of Games cast. Alfredo, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Dropping some first-person shooter impressions Woo! and knowledge on Woo! us. I'm sure we'll have you back. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have you back in a, a month or two so we can have you talk about the... COD, when Halo. the games When Halo comes out, Call of Duty and yeah, all, all that stuff. it's a lot of shooters. So that, that should be fun. Thank you guys, as always. It's always a pleasure. Here. This was good. Until next time, I love you all.